for something a little different now. We thought we'd send you to the weekend with a cocktail. I'm joined by Gwilym Breeze, who's in studio and has brought a whole lot of things with him. Hi, Gwilym. Hey, Jesse. Yeah, we've, uh, we've gone all New Zealand made. For just for, the, for dry July Eve, we figured we'd um, ease you in with a nice sort of seasonal cocktail. Yeah. Uh, Gwilym works at East Imperial, who do tonics and other drinks. Uh, and I just challenged him to come up with a, a cocktail that wouldn't be too much fuss for people to make at home. And, and we'd love a, an alcoholic version and a non-alcoholic version. And you pointed out to me that you can go seasonal with cocktails in the same way as you can with food. 100%. It's ideally you're sort of trying to drink for a mood, right? So if it's cold outside, you want something a little bit spicy. If it's hot outside, you want something refreshing. Um, but at the same way, it's, if you're nice and warm inside, why not have a nice gin and tonic in the middle of winter and just up the spices instead of putting citrus in? But we're going to go another way today, and we're going to sort of look at something slightly more autumnal, a little bit sweeter, but still spice-driven. So we're looking at a Black Forest meal today. Mm, amazing. And I think you're the first guest who's ever brought in their own fridge. Oh, it's, it's we're, 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 you know... <laughs> We're here to do things properly, yeah. you know. Can't, um, can't can't show off New Zealand's best mixes and uh, New Zealand's best vodka without uh, without trying it off properly. So this is a variation on a pretty classic cocktail, the Mule. But if people haven't come across a Mule, what is it? So a Mule is a highball cocktail. So the majority of super simple, super tasty cocktails you can make at home without really blinking an eye or investing in any equipment um, sort of fall into this highball category, which tends to be spirit, uh, some form of modifier, whether it's citrus or. You know, in this case, uh, we've got some lovely blackberry liqueur from Sandy Mount down in Dunedin, um, as well as we'll be using some lime, um, and essentially any sort of mixer which is carbonated. Um, essentially, it's designed to stretch out the drink and give you sort of a long, sort of relaxed drinking experience. Um, uh, is a highball refer to the shape of the glass as well? 100%. The glass is actually named after the cocktail. Uh-huh. Same thing, like a short glass is actually called an old-fashioned glass, and then you've got a double old-fashioned glass if you yeah. wanted to have two old-fashions. But you so, don't. But you won't need a shaker like you often see people using nope. when they're um, putting cocktails. You don't together. need a shaker. You don't need anything. Like You can even make them in a measuring jug and then pour them out into multiple glasses if you want to. So the whole idea is to make it simple and easy. And with this as well, to simply take out the alcohol, you can make it a great sort of refreshing non-alcoholic drink just by factoring another modifier. Uh, so for this case, I'd really recommend using Barker's. They've got an amazing boysenberry and um, black currant mixer, which with our ginger beer is truly phenomenal. And if you want to really up the ante with that, hit it with a little bit of pink pepper along with the lime and the fresh berries and oh you're gosh. away laughing. Yeah, we often focus on uh, flavour and taste when it comes to cocktail, but uh, smelling that lime zest reminds me how important fragrance is as well. Oh, 100%. And it, it's, I think, something like 65% of taste, maybe more, is actually based off what it is you're smelling. Mm. Um, so it's really important to be able to, when you're putting your nose in there, that it smells delicious, and then when you're putting, in, putting, when putting it up to your eye, it looks delicious. So it's, it's the same thing with food. You eat, you eat with your eyes first, then you smell it before, long before you taste anything. So, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's get underway, Talk shall we? So... We're kicking off today with some great vodka from our lovely friends down from Scape Grace. So we're trying to we're trying to go all Kiwi today. So thirty mils of that. We're just going to chuck that into a pre-iced highball glass. Gwilym has uh, one of those little measuring things with a uh, a big pour on one side and a small pour on the other side. Oh, this is the baby one. You should see the big one, which has got ninety and sixty, just okay. to really confuse the world. <laughs> What's the name of that thing? A jigger. A jigger. So this is the jigger as a technical term. If you want to buy one of these, most most liquor stores actually do sell cocktail equipment now pretty cheaply. So if you do want to go out and pick one of these up, it's a great way to uh, 
be consistent with what it is you're making. Um, or just a simple measuring jug. Most of them now, you can sort of look at like 50 mils. So if you're going to make two, just go, okay, it needs to be slightly more than the 50 mil line. Yeah, um, I use it in electronic scales. Is that weird? Yeah, no, that's fine too, because you can actually change it to mil ratio. So as long as you've teared it, you can even put your glass full of ice in there and still see the weight on top of that. Okay. Um, one of my favorite bars, which is now shut in London, a place called White Lion, they used to have no jiggers in the bar and everything was based off weight. Hmm. No ice, no nothing. Everything was just from a freezer and then poured into glasses, which sat on scales. <laughs> so the next little thing we're going to add in here is 15 mils of Sandy Mount, well, Sandy Mount Distillery down in Dunedin, out on the peninsula there. They're a hand-foraged blackberry gin liqueur. Um, so yeah, Richard, who makes this, basically foraged all the blackberries in oh, this great. from his own property, which is just down under, what's the name of it? Larnock Castle, just down from Larnock <laughs> Castle. So Larnock Castle, which is already featured once on our show today. Do you know it's haunted? I would not be surprised. <laughs> so Otago Peninsula, fantastic. Yep, what, do you, what else are you doing over there? Oh, so you're so making that's just, four. I'm making four. You know, we've got to look after the producers. We've got to look after the engineer. Like, it's, it, it's, it's rude not to be able to accommodate everyone. Okay. So now we've got the next simplest part. So essentially what we try and aim for with East Imperial is that you want to be going three to one mixer to spirit base. So in this case, we've got about 45 mils of modifier and liqueur in there. So we're looking for about 150 mils. So you want to sort of pour in. Three to one. Okay. Three to one be making my wife some pretty stiff gin and tonics, <laughs> 60 mils of gin to 100 mils tonic. That's a, that's, a, that's you know, but if that's how she likes it, <laughs> if that's how she likes it, I'm not going to make her change Depends her habits. Depends what the week has been like. No, I, uh, exactly. I look forward to put a bit more tonic into it. Three to one, that's easy to remember. Three to one. Well, the whole thing, it, it's simple. So it's, it's, you want to be pouring in one whole bottle because the great, like, it's the whole reason why we have gone with a 150 mil bottle is that it means you don't have flat tonic. You're not coming back to that big bottle of Schweppes three mm. days later okay. trying to figure out, like, how long it's been in the fridge or not. <laughs> so then after that, we're going to give a little squeeze of lime to each one of these drinks, just to give it a little bit of acidity and a little bit of zing, just to really pull out the ginger beer. So on that as well, a ginger beer actually just won best ginger beer in the world at the Global Spirits Masters well done. in the US. So we're, we're pretty chuffed about that. But um, What makes a good ginger beer? Uh, in our case, it's a three-day cold fermentation. Um, and then we don't sort of add anything else to it. So a lot of other people, when you're buying a ginger beer, they're going to go and add a whole lot of colour and sort of other things to it just to make it really sort of look beery. But, like, when you think about it, if you, if you juice ginger, what colour does it come out? Yeah, it's kind of like a pale tan sort of colour. Yeah, so if you it? look at that little bottle I've left down over there. Uh-huh. Same colour. Same colour. Yeah. So it, it's for us, it's all about it being something which is representative of what the actual product is. So for mm. us, we're very big on using all natural flavours, all natural products, um, and really trying to focus on being something that is... Good. For listeners, what's that rustling sound? I'm just about to tell them. That's um, some fantastic fresh-as freeze-dried raspberries we're putting on top of this bad boy. Um, they're great because they don't, they, don't, they don't get messy like the freezer raspberries do. Mm -hmm. And fresh-as is at a fantastic New Zealand company as well, based out of, um, I think it's out west in Glen Eden or Glen Dean. One of the two, I always... Yeah. As a Wellingtonian, I still get confused by these, um, no, me too. these, these Auckland places. But it's just, um, they're quite cool. And as they rehydrate in the drink, they gradually add more colour to it as well. So You've got one minute to go. One minute to go. Well, the drinks are ready. So I feel like it's... Um, we you should... stir, you're going to stir them? Don't need to stir them. Really? You don't need to stir them at all. Because you want to drink down through the citrus, he says, carefully handing a cocktail over audio equipment. Thank you. I'm having a non-alcoholic one. <laughs> um, yeah. Yum. Wowee. So super easy. Like, you can bang that at so home. So cold. Yeah, it's the way it should be. So the other thing as well, don't go ask your bartenders not to put ice in your glass. 
Uh, all you're doing is making your drink watery and okay. yuck. So the more ice you have in your glass, the slower the ice is going to melt. So if you're asking for, if you're asking, if you want your drink to be stronger, ask for as much ice as they can fit in it. And don't don't assume that by asking for more mixer you're going to get a stronger drink because uh-huh. you're just going to get a lot more mixer and a lot more sugar. So the more ice is in there, the more less ice, it's going to melt. Yeah, the less it's going to dilute. So it's the same sort of thing. If you look at an iceberg floating around Antarctica, that's basically, well, that's the bigger the iceberg is, the slower it's going to melt. <laughs> so the more mass of ice you have, the faster it's going to, the slower it's going to cool. Well, slower okay. it's going to heat up and melt. I foresee some global warming for my drink. It's about to disappear. Gwil and Breeze from East Imperial, thanks so much. We'll put the recipe on the website. Thank you. Thanks, team. Have a great weekend.